Has anyone ever told you you're kind of a lot? What are you doing? Can you not? Take a minute, okay? Just chill. Relax. Calm down. You're so loud. It's okay. It's kind of harsh. It's too weird. It's too bossy. Too wild. Too girly. Too much. Too much. Too much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Too Much, a podcast for unapologetic women. I'm Heather. And I'm also Heather. <laughs> and uh, good morning, Heather. How are you? What's going on? I I woke up, like, just charged for today. Yeah. yeah. Super excited. Just, like, my heart was full. Um, I sought out a women's conference at a church I'd never been to in my town the other, the other day just because I fun. needed to kind of like, fill up. Yeah? How know? was it? It was great. It was, I connected with new women and um, just came, just came back with a full heart and things to learn. I was challenged and nice. um, woke up today to snow and my husband's here. watching the babies. I mean, I just love it. Life's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing good too. I'm excited about the snow. We're a little, I mean, I'm a little. Except that it's March and it's snowing. It can snow in March. I don't have a problem with that. I feel like I'm, a, you know, we've got acknowledge the coronavirus is in full swing here in Oregon, Oof. which is a little Schools scary. Has Schools an extra are, canceled. Yep. Instead so many break. things are shut down. Um, most of you guys are probably well aware of that. So we're going to move on. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Uh, yeah. Wash your hands. Talking to you person. Doesn't wash You hands. know who you, you are. You know who you are. Take all the rest of us sick. Dirty. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And if you don't, you should apologize. <laughs> Which yes. is a great segue into our topic today. Cancel culture of not washing hands. <laughs> right. Okay. So that was a professional segue. Um, we are talking today about cancel culture. So um, just to, the reason we want to talk about this is because our tagline here is a podcast for unapologetic women. And we stand by that we wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly, you know, we have been taught way too much to apologize way too much for everything. Apologize for taking up space for too speaking often. too loud, just too often. And we do want to apologize own... for other people's mistakes. Exactly. You yeah. bump, someone bumps into you and you, you say, apologize. sorry, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. who has done that hand raised? That's me. Oh, yeah. Um, so we don't, yeah, we don't, we're, we're trying to really not do that anymore. Right? Like push against that. But at the same time, we want to acknowledge that, there are times when apology is appropriate and that's no more like no more so evident than in our current like time of social media where information, you know, is spread everywhere and there's a lot more social accountability. Right. And to create this thing that is come to be known as cancel culture. Yeah. Let's define that. So for a lot of people, this is an inherently negative word, uh, a negative phrase, but I think ultimately there's positives and negatives here, right? Like, Cancel culture, the positives is that as a society, we have less patience for BS. You know, we're holding people more accountable. The Me Too movement, Harvey Weinstein actually getting sentenced. Like there's, we're calling people out when they make bad choices, when they hurt people and canceling, quote unquote, them, quote unquote, canceling them is essentially this idea of like taking away their platform and their power when they have abused their platform and their power. And they've lost the privilege. Yeah. And that is a good thing for people who do bad things to have consequences. Right. However, there is a negative side, right? Like the situation where um, there can be pylons kind of on social media where someone makes an honest mistake and then is harassed or treated like 
they have done something like much worse. Um, mm. So it's just kind of this idea that like harassment and hate are not okay. Um, and as sometimes if it's a person who's lesser known, we assume, hey, because I read this one tweet of them, I know what they meant. They get this huge pile on and are pushed offline or out of their community spaces. And really the context would have explained something really uh, a lot better. Um, and giving giving power to pylons is, that are bad pylons is I think a negative of cancel culture. Um, but that being said, that doesn't mean that every time you are criticized, it is, oh, this is a pylon and I am the victim, right? And I think it's important to distinguish if you receive some kind of criticism or call out, it's important to just say, like, how are we going to deal with that? And how are we going to figure out, is this harass- like, is this just trolling and harassment or is it legitimate and I, I need to make make a choice and take an action to, mm-hmm. to fix it? Um, so, like I said, we're doing this because we're talking about this because also on this podcast, as we've kind of said before, we're two white middle class women in our 30s. We have a limited perspective we're going to do our best to research the heck out of everything we talk about, but we're going to make mistakes and we want to be open to that criticism. We want to do the right thing when we're called out for those mistakes. So we thought we'd talk about a little bit today. What does it mean? Like what, what, what should you do? You know, right. If this happens to you, whether in your personal life, like with a friend, just saying it to your face, right. whether you do have somewhat of an online platform and the, the social media turns against you, or even if it's just like, okay, you know, you don't have a Twitter platform, but pretty much everyone has a Facebook page and gets mean comments when they post things uh, that have anything to do with having a strong opinion. So what do you do in that situation? So first of all, I think we have to start with it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Well, you, but you can't really analyze whether it depends on the situation until you listen to what's being said first. Exactly. Right. Which is really the first step. Right. You yeah. listen to what it is, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean um, carte blanche listening, right? That doesn't mean you you sit and receive a hate mail parade upon yes. your head. That's not listening. That's mm-hmm. giving license to someone who's communicating irresponsibly. Yes, that's um, a good distinction. But you are listening to what is what is what are you being held accountable to? Mm-hmm. What is someone asking you to be held accountable to? Where is the wrong been made, intentional or unintentional? Yeah, wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the first step because you cannot respond um, until you've truly listened. And I would argue that listening requires ask, asking at least one, if not two or three level deeps of like questioning, questioning, like one, mm. two, three level deep. It's not just, what do you mean oh, by that? Well, so someone can come to you and say like, you did X, Y, Z. I understood it in this way, or this was hurtful. And they can immediately respond and say, oh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. You were hurt. And just leave it like that. Oh, the I'm sorry. You were hurt. Apology. That the worst s- apology. Makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It, the, the worst, the worst apology. Cause it's not, it's an not apology. an apology. No. Um, true listening, active listening is going, could you explain to me what, like, please tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me like whether it's specific or, or it's just general. Cause you don't know what to ask. Cause it takes you off guard. Like, tell me more about that. Why did you find that hurtful? What, what, what did I do specifically that communicated that specific hurt? Not just mm-hmm. that I communicate largely in this way, but like what, what words or what stung or what did it get at? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I because I do genuinely 
want to, to amend and to make right and to own the fact that there was a mistake made again, intentionally or unintentionally. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that listening has to be active. It cannot just simply be, okay, I heard what you had to say. And here's why I didn't mean it the way that you took it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's not really listening. Right. Or owning. It's just kind of getting rid of the issue. So you don't have to deal with it. No, it's, yeah. It's just kind of like, can we just like skate past it? Yeah. Like let's make your hurt go away. Sorry. You're hurt. Yeah. Just move along, and then you might try, maybe, in good intention, you try to communicate differently the next time. But the reality is you probably don't really understand the situation, and you're still fumbling. Yeah. And you didn't actually amend the situation because you didn't really listen to the person. They didn't feel heard. You didn't repair anything, and you might do it again because you didn't actually think about what you did and try and change your actions. Right. Yeah. Because what you intend to communicate and what you do communicate man <laughs> they're di- they can be very different they can be very different especially mm-hmm. when you're t- when you're interacting with anything um that's potentially more sensitive was for somebody so true and especially if it's a perspective that's different than yours like right especially if it's a marginalized community that you are not a part or of there's a power differential because exactly. you're saying it from a position of power so you don't think anything of it and a person not in power thinks a lot about it yeah right? yeah like, Exactly. It matters to me because of our power differential. Yeah. The same thing in the power that you're in, it would have the same effect. Right. Right. And I think it, you know, try and think of a time when someone hurt you and didn't, and you could not make them understand why either they didn't care why, or they just didn't care to understand and think of how like helpless and frustrated that made you. Right. And that helplessness, that frustration, that hurt can happen whether or not the original speaker intended it. Right. Right. I mean, this is like someone can physically hurt you without meaning to, that doesn't mean it hurts any less physically. Right. Right. That the same applies for words. It, they can, it can be, your words can be damaging. Your choices can be damaging, even if you don't realize it, which is why listening is so important. Well, and you made it, an important point there, Heather, you talked about like the frustration that comes when you feel like someone hasn't understood your pain, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't understood what's happened. Yeah. Um, something that I would argue is really free in this situation is there are going to be so many times where people, where they will not, you will not be able to under, truly understand someone else's pain and they will not be able to understand yours as someone who's communicating mm-hmm. to them your pain. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to really understand pain per se, their pain per se to listen, mm-hmm. but you have to trust that they're being honest. Yeah. You have to, you have to really you have to listen. give them space and you have to trust that their pain is real. Even if like deep down you're like, I, I don't, I can't really relate or I don't mm-hmm. really get it because our positioning or our power or our gender identity or yeah. perspective is so different that I yeah. cannot resonate. Yeah. I need to trust Mm -hmm. that their pain is real. Yeah. Believe them. Right. Like if they have a perspective you don't have, you know, if they're differently abled, different race, different, yeah. Sexuality or gender identity. Like they have a whole different walk of life that you haven't experienced and they could be, they are seeing things that you're not seeing. And so it takes humility to say, I don't understand this, but I acknowledge that you're right. And I want to be better. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, so that first step is listen. And that is, that's really empowering, right? That I think is, cause we can all do it. We can all, you can always give it's a very platform. simple tool. Set. Yeah. If yeah. someone is feeling 
harmed or hurt, what a loving thing to do to give them a platform, like listen to them, give them a platform to use that voice and actually speak through it. That is truly honoring and respecting them. If you don't do that and you just apologize, that is such an empty apology. You haven't tried to actually empower or encourage them. Right. Or create change. Yeah. Or create change. I think this, which leads us to the next step. So you've listened, you've, you've really listened and tried to understand this criticism and step back and also reiterate that listening doesn't apply to like abusive harassment behavior. Oh, no. So if someone is like swearing at you, yelling at you, like, you know, kind of attacking you personally, it is not a fair argument. If someone starts attacking you as a person, you're sad. How this is pathetic. You're pathetic. Like, how could you? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that's not dealing with the issue. Well, yeah, th- yeah, that's not constructive. That that's bullying. That's yeah. that's verbal abuse. Yeah. If someone is verbally abusive, exit. Don't yeah. even engage. Just, Just don't get exit. out of there. Yeah, and like, I think they don't get to have a voice in your life until yeah. they're ready to be. Yeah, and I think this happens a lot with like women. A lot of people, terrible trolls, will be like, "Oh, what a slut! What mm-hmm. a like!" And they'll immediately attack the woman's sexuality based on nothing connected to sexuality stuff like that happening is just like get out don't you don't that's not something to listen don't engage yeah um but anyway so if you if it you is a person who's actually giving you constructive criticism right respectful yeah which also another caveat here anger doesn't equal harassment i think we can say the whole like harassment isn't the same as criticism and so then if someone speaks at you angrily you're like well i don't have to listen to you because you're harassing me someone being angry is not the same as harassment if they're calling you names if they're swearing you know that's one thing but if they're just angry then they might have a reason to be angry and you need to respect that yeah okay enough caveats sorry (laughs) no those were good (laughs) so let's sum that up because we hit a lot okay Listening is not just, it's not passive, it's active. Mm-hmm. There's active listening. It's trying to understand. It's right. giving a platform. Right. It's honoring the person who's criticizing you. Um, what is listening? Not. Listening is not just standing there and taking verbal abuse yep. and personal attack. Exactly. Don't engage personal attack. That being said, anger does not constitute abuse. Yes. And a lot of times women, especially women and especially women of color are told they're being angry they're like if they're angry that's not okay you're too angry i can't listen to you you're too emotional you know that's crap like if someone is angry it's because they have they're upset and you need to respect that as long as they're not again harassing you so correct okay i think we got it right okay so once you have done yeah that was step one listening (laughs) once you've moved on from listening take some time to reflect and i think a lot of times this is tough because the criticism can come and really make us feel triggered. Like, yeah. Yeah. Triggered or like put on the spot and we want to react defensively right. and we're, we don't have time to really think right through now. it. And so the idea being that like, it's okay in most situations to take some time and step away without defensiveness and just humbly say, can I think about this? If you've listened and you've really tried and it doesn't seem super clear to you yet, Reflect. So a lot of times this stuff happens online. Log off for a few days. Journal. Think about it. Pray or meditate, whatever your practice is. Like talk about it with a friend. Talk you about trust. it with a friend you trust. Exactly. Like do some. Take some time for self reflection. If this is, uh, you know, a one on one personal confrontation that's happened, 
I think it's respectful and legitimate to say, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I need to think about it. And then giving yourself some space because a lot of times we react with defensiveness if we don't take that space. And then we're going to just put our foot in our mouth again um, and do more harm possibly. So this, this is when we really have to think about what happened. And this is where it gets really hard, right? Because sometimes you have to listen to this criticism and decide, you know what, I don't agree with the criticism and I want to stand by what I said. And sometimes you have to acknowledge I made a mistake and I need to do something about it. And deciding which one it is, is, is really hard. So I think that's why the self-reflection is so important. Talking to people you trust is so important. Mm -hmm. Researching the topic more, you know, that can be really helpful, especially if it's something that you know, new to you. is new to you. Yeah. Or is a blind spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and just kind of making that call because if, if what you're being criticized for is something that you really want to stand by, then that's important to do too, for the sake of your own integrity. Yeah. Um, but if it's, if you're realizing, Hey, I need to apologize and make things right. You're going to have to own that. And that's both of those things are hard. <laughs> both of those situations um, are tough. Yeah. Um, so that takes some time. Don't take too much time though, because you hurt someone and they're waiting for you. Right. That's right. A couple so, days. A couple days, I think, depending on the situation. Right. Um, but then the, the next step I think is, is how you're going to respond to it. And this, this is step three. Yeah. Respond. Step three. Respond. This is the one that I think a lot of people get the most wrong. Honestly, it's the hardest to mess up. Like, how do you respond to that? Well, you know, the easiest to mess up. Yeah. The e yeah. That's right. The easiest to mess up like what you were saying earlier about like just wanting to skate by. Right? right. Yeah. Right. And thinking that you're doing that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Oh, mm -hmm. I said, I, I said, I was sorry you were hurt. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What? Like, yeah. um, and a lot of times, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, go ahead. The, the reason this gets messed up so easily is because a lot of times we think I'm going to respond the way I think I should respond without actually asking the injured party how you should respond. You know, if you've decided, hey, I actually need to reject this criticism and I'm going to stand by what I said, then your response is pretty simple, right? You either don't say anything or you kind of make a whatever statement you want to make doubling down and standing by your position. Honestly, you I would rather have someone double down and I still disagree with them than for them to do the skate by, not apology, apology. Yeah. Like, oh, True. you can't be upset and offended anymore because I quote apologize. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's to me, that's just adding more trauma on top. Yeah. Like at least, and it feels, it, it's like tricky. It's mm -hmm. like tricky, not honest. Mm -hmm. I would prefer kind of a blunt honesty than I would than a like, I'm supposed to feel better about your non-apology, but I don't. And, but most yeah. people I would argue, but maybe that's not fair. Most people I've experienced that a, there's a number of people that would hear that what I would call a non-apology mm -hmm. and think it's a real apology. Yeah. They apologized. Why are you still hurt? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and then no, it, no, no. you start blaming. The there is no the apology. Yeah. There is no, there's no conviction. There's yeah. no change. She's still trying to make it better. Just as cocky as ever. Like yeah. there is no change. So exactly. And that, and it creates confusion. Um, and more pain. And more, and more pain. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah you're throwing salt on yeah. So if you realize you've made a mistake and you want to, you need to own it, like 
own it. Admit you made a mistake with right. no caveats. Don't say like, well, I, I did make a mistake, but it's done, it's because of this and this and this. Right. Just no, own just it. own it and then apologize. And apologize for your actions, not for the way they felt. Like we mentioned earlier, that is the crappiest apology to be like, I'm sorry you were offended. Like, no, you're sorry. You should be sorry for what you did. Um, right. And and don't add any caveats to that either. Like, I'm so sorry. It's just that, you know, my personality. No, they know those things because you did it. So just apologize. And then I think the important thing is to ask how you can make it better. What can you do mm-hmm. to heal the wound you've made? Is there anything? And they might say, there's nothing you can do. I don't accept your apology. Bye. And if they say that, you can't control that. There's nothing more you can do. But you tried and you did apologize and own it. Or if you are sincerely apologizing, they might say like, you know, it would would make me feel better if you did this or if you, I don't know, it's going to be different for every situation. Right in the wrong in some way. Yeah. And so owning that and doing something to fix it, I think is so important in that. It's and really, it shows you really want to change and you want to make the situation better. And I think that's the root of a true healing apology. Right. So, so what, so what does a healing apology look like when you really do disagree, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you feel that you were in the right in saying what you said and that oh. and the other person is, is illogical in their pain or what they really are is it was triggering for them because they were hurt by something else. And this just reminds them of that. It's not that you've actually like wronged them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if you're going to, how do you, yeah. So let's say you're going to stand by it and you're standing by it. Not we're assuming that this person's acting in integrity. Mm -hmm. So they're standing by their choice. Mm -hmm. They're standing by their choice and integrity. It's not just them alone doing that. That's actually being validated by trustworthy people. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that this other person is experiencing pain. Yeah. Okay. So, but we don't want to do the, like, I'm sorry you're hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, is dismissive, but the, but that's trying. I think that's trying to get added. Like I acknowledge you're in pain, and I I'm I'm sad that you're in pain, right? Yeah. So I, how do we bridge? How do those two get coupled, right? Yeah. Without I, walking into dismissive territory, uh-huh. I and think not apologizing for something you thoroughly you don't feel sorry for. Believe that you should apologize for that yeah. you were acting in integrity. I think that comes back to boundaries, which healthy boundaries means you can't take responsibility for someone's response. You can only take responsibility for your actions. Mm -hmm. So if you really believe your actions were wise and good and healthy, then I think you need to say that. Obviously there are kinder ways to say that. You don't need to say like F off, I'm right and you're wrong, (laughs) you know, but you can say, you can say, listen, I, I see that this is painful for you and I don't want it to be but ultimately I believe this because of this. I, I have to stand by it and I don't want that to hurt you. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. And maybe mm-hmm. something along those lines of you're still trying to build a connection. You're still trying to help. You're still trying to right. bring how do healing. We, how do we find amends and yeah. ask the other person, you know, that's such a powerful thing you noted. Like ask the other person to participate in the healing process, mm-hmm. right? Could you help me like, communicate to me what you need? Mm-hmm. Is there is there another way that I could communicate or that I can validate? Mm-hmm. You know, that I could communicate love or validate um, your experience mm-hmm. while holding integrity with what I believe as well. And mm-hmm. when you're asking an injured party 
to participate in what will help create healing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're opening yourself up in vulnerability for whatever they're going to say, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to do whatever they say, right? You're not going to go sell your house and give them all your money, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd feel better if I could have your car and like that color, yeah. right? Well, uh, uh, that would be a boundary cross, yes. right? Okay. Um, but you're, you're creating space for them to have a voice, even though you're holding to your line of, you know, yeah. I believe it, I act in integrity and, yeah, exactly. This is yeah, where I stand. And and ultimately, at, at some point, and that does might, acknowledge them, right? Yes, it does acknowledge that their pain is real because you're giving them space mm-hmm. to like, hey, I can't give you a healing path in this way, mm-hmm. but I'm open to finding a healing path together. Yeah, what, what could that look like? I yeah. have some ideas. What 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 are, what are your ideas? ideas? Yeah. yeah, and I think the reality is that's not. Like often that might just not be enough. If they're hurt and right. you don't want, you don't feel like you need, you should apologize. It might just be a, okay, well, bye. And it might end not ideally, you know, you'd like to repair the relationship or have a healthy connection there. But if they're not ready for that and they believe you owe them an apology and you guys are just inherently disagreeing on that, there's like at some day, you, at some point there has to be kind of like, okay, well, we're, we're going to agree to disagree. Exactly. And, um, do our best to yeah grow into forgiveness. Yeah. But I think the key really is how are you trying to support anyone who's feeling injured? Mm-hmm. How are you trying to be the best person you can be right? right with integrity and love? And how are you building healing? Even if you might not have caught, like you might not have actually caused the pain and it's from something else, but you can still work to, to build healing because we all have that yeah. power. So so you have some good examples here of like more um, famous people that have yeah. owned mistakes and not owned mistakes. Let's exactly. Do those. Yeah. So, and I want to also say that my examples here, we might disagree on, <laughs> you might hear this and be like, that person was actually terrible or no, that person's actually great. And that's okay. We can disagree about this. Um, I'm just using examples to paint a little bit of a picture of, of how it can work or and can't work. So I, one example I often think of, there's a, Pretty famous comedian, Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Parks and Rec. He does a lot of stand-up. Um, master of None. I like him a lot. Um, so yeah. I might be biased, obviously, because I'm a fan. Because some people still don't like this. And that's okay. But what happened is he got called out because on a date with a woman, she claimed later that he pressured her in uh, for sex. Okay. Now, he responded to that in a way that I think was pretty good. He, he acknowledged, like he, he acknowledged that he apologized and he felt terrible about it and publicly said, I did not mean to do that. I don't want to do that. And he also made a statement kind of along the lines of like, this is what a lot of guys do. That doesn't make it okay. But what that shows is that a lot of guys think this is okay because we haven't been called out on it. Right. And that doesn't, again, is not justifying the behavior, but it, he used it to shed light on like, Hey, I'm like, let's all acknowledge this is bad guys. Look at this. I didn't realize what I was doing was bad, but look how bad it is right. now that and I understand it. Yeah. And we need to acknowledge that. Um, and so he apologized and he tried to make it better by essentially using it as a lesson for other guys, which I think is a really good choice. Now, like I said, there's still plenty of people who are highly critical of him and that's fair. Um, but in my opinion, I feel like that is a really good way to handle a right. situation where 
he did a bad thing, but he didn't want to. He acknowledged the mistake. He apologized and he tried to make something good out of it. Right. Um, now, so that's, so that's how it can and should work. Another example of it not going so well is this recently there's a book released, a novel released called American Dirt. You may or may not have heard of it. Um, I'm kind of a book nerd, so I follow a lot of publishing news. But this book was about, there's a novel about uh, a Hispanic, I believe Mexican, I haven't actually read it, I've just read about the situation, um, Hispanic immigrant woman fleeing from Mexico to America and having a lot of obviously really terrible issues at the border. This is a modern story. There are horrible things happening at the border and what's happening, what's the crimes that are going on against innocent people at the border are stories that need to be told. So at first blush, this looks like a great thing. Like, yes, like this story needs to be told. People are being treated unjustly. Like this is great. However, what happened was it came out that this woman was white and not an immigrant and not at all familiar with Mexican culture. And she had used this idea that her husband was an immigrant as a way to promote the book and get more people to buy it. Like, well, this is really important to me because my husband is an immigrant. Her husband is Irish. It's a very different immigration experience. Than or at some, least it was one of the couple generations back. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. And it's the, the Mexican border and, and Irish immigrants coming in face very different experiences right. and problems. So, you know, she's gotten a ton of criticism for it because also it was pretty clear they didn't do a lot of research. There's a lot of cultural things that would have been really obvious to a Mexican writer as wrong or stupid, like just written poorly. Um, but for a white writer with like mostly white editing team, it wasn't obvious and it just got published. And so it's this really kind of cheap representation of these stories the worst part being there are actual Mexican writers who have these stories to publish and don't get published. They don't have the seats at the table. It's much, it's hard for anyone in publishing, but the reality is, is it it is easier for white people. Um, And so she essentially, she got a huge, like I think six or seven figure, uh, you know, paycheck to write it like, and then has still cashed in on it. And she's received tons of criticism for this and just, basically doubles down. She just doesn't care. She's taking home the money. She's not listening. Um, The publisher also not listening, not doing anything different. There's so many things they could do and should have done a long time ago when this whole book was being developed. Right. But they didn't, they don't, they could have asked for (laughs) the, they could have asked for sensitivity readers for people to review this. They didn't, they didn't want to listen they didn't want to reflect and they certainly didn't want to do anything to change it. So, you know, we should have started with the negative one and ended with the positive. <laughs> Sorry. But let's bring it to, um, let's bring it. So those are two examples. Those are right? two examples. So we had there just like our, uh, our points throughout is we had the listen, active listening, take time to self-reflect and then respond appropriately. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of times this happens on social media, right? We're, t- we're kind of talking a lot about social media. The American Dirt author got all of this on social media from what I can tell. Like, obviously in her personal life, her sure friends that was and most her. And too, as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for us, you may not have a giant uh, online platform. And so this sort of thing can happen in your daily life, too, with just a friend. Like, what if a friend comes up to you and says, uh, you know, what you just said is actually really racist? 
or or really like, sexist. Exactly. Like that was a sexist comment. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, that happened to me last episode. We talked about I made a rude like a comment that I didn't realize was rude, and someone called me out. Heather, that was sexist, and they were right. It was. Um, but it's the same process. If that happens in real life, person to person, right? It's the same process. One, listen. They shouldn't be screaming at you. <laughs> they shouldn't be, you know, verbally abusing you. But listen, even if they're angry, remember the diff. There's a difference between being angry and being abusive. Like right. someone having anger in their voice is not the same as someone screaming at you. Like anger is so. I feel like it's important for people to acknowledge that anger is a feeling. The choices you make from anger are what you're responsible for. Right. So if you can just tell they're angry, that doesn't mean they're harassing you. And you need to let it be okay that they're angry because you hurt them. Right. Um, I think that's something that I face a lot is when I get in debates with people. They're just like, Heather, you're just so angry and intense. And I'm talking like basically like I'm talking now, maybe a little bit more intensely. Like you can't see me, but I'm kind of like leaning forward. I like make a lot of eye contact <laughs> and I'm like very direct when I get passionate about something. And I'm see, just, I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I like lead it back. She's into it. And a lot of people, that's great. And I love those relationships where they can just, you are awesome and can just, I don't have to worry about it, but I do have some relationships where it's like, it's just too intense. Yeah. yeah. And that is frustrating for me because I'm like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hurting you. I'm not yelling. I'm, I'm not raising my voice. Right. I just care about this issue. Right. Like if You're I was sincere. If, yeah. If I didn't care, I, I mean, of course I would just like speak quietly and not even say anything. And that'd be way more convenient for you. <laughs> but like, I do care. <laughs> just a touch of bitterness. Exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So reminder, someone being angry at you is not the same as harassment. Someone yelling at you, intimidating you, making you feel unsafe, calling you names. These are inappropriate behaviors. Right. Those are, those is valid to separate yourself from that situation um, and not respond to it because right. you do not need to acknowledge abuse. You, you have every right to just disengage. Um, but then when you do listen, when you get to a point where someone who they're, they're upset and you're listening, like go through the listening process, actively listen, try and understand, right. try and turn off that feeling of defensiveness Try not to put yourself in someone else's shoes. No, actively put yourself in someone else's yes, shoes. Yes, do like, try and do that. Yes. yes. And uh, realize that this feeling of, of Ugh, I don't like that you're saying this, this defensive feeling, that comes from a feeling of insecurity. We all have that. We don't want to be bad, like doing something bad. And so we have those self-defense mechanisms that are like, no, 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 you're wrong. I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. Try and well, turn those off. Yeah. Try and ignore those and instead listen. It's gonna feel a little crappy. It always feels crappy when we're being told we've made a mistake. Right. That's okay. Like lean into it, accept it that it's gonna feel a little crappy, and listen to this person who's hurt. And then that can go on to this next step, which is the self reflection. And that's again, letting go of defensiveness. I think defensiveness can be so toxic, you know, and just kind of trying to own some humility and look at yourself. Honestly, look at your choices and your words as honestly as you can make, you know, talk to some other people. If you need to take a, take some time, same with just the, what we talked about before, you know, really reflect on this and then decide how you're going to respond. And the response here, just like before, whether it's online or in person, 
That means sincerely apologizing without caveats, sincerely owning it without caveats and asking how you can make it better and lifting up the person that you've hurt, you know, trying, trying to honor them, empower them and fix the situation. Well stated. Thanks. Cancel culture. All right. So I think we, I think we kind of covered everything. Thanks for listening guys. Do you have anything else you want to add Heather? Thanks for <sighs> listening. Gals late. There's no female version of that. Unapologetic women. Thanks for listening. Unapologetic women. <laughs> anyway, we're excited you're here. Thank you for participating. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love a five star review. We'd love for you to share this with your friends and family. Yes, please. Um, we are, as we've said on other podcasts, we're doing this because our heart goes out to women. Our heart goes out women who have been silenced, who've been made to feel small. Um, our heart goes out to men who feel like they've received criticism about how they're, they're sexist or they're insensitive or whatever. And they're like, well, I'm not trying. Like I'm really like, I'm sincere in my efforts and I feel like I'm being misunderstood. Um, our heart goes out to you as well, because this isn't, this isn't just the mission of one gender. This is a mission of both genders. And if the more that we understand one another and we sympathize with each other, um, the more there is just the love and bonds and healthy community. And honestly, the opportunity for us to all live our best lives. And that's what we're all really seeking. Anyways, we're seeking, we want to be loved and we want to love. And this is about equipping that and making that more possible in our lives, specifically on the issues in regards to gender. Heck yes. Well said. Bravo. Thanks guys. Share. Find us on social media if you have any responses, you want to talk about it. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. We'd love your comments, yes, too. Please, please comment. Um, let us know what you think. Let yep. us know um, what you want to hear more about. Yeah. Uh, we'd be happy to, down the road, I'm sure we'll do a Q&A. Yeah. We'd love that. Send us your cues. Okay. Beautiful. All right. And we're out. Has anyone ever told you you're kind of a lot? What are you doing? Can you not? Take a minute, okay? Just chill. Relax. Calm down. You're so loud. It's a bitch. It's kind of harsh. It's too weird. Too bossy. Too wild. Too girly. Too much. Too much. Too much.